Live from F102, this is Art As We Know It. Welcome to Episode 2 of Season 5, and today's topic is bad art. I'm Caroline. I'm Oliver. I'm Carson. I'm Holden. And I'm Jenna. For the uh, joke of the day, we have black on black ceramic vessel. Why would you paint something the same color that it already is? It makes no sense. That's like making an entire book, but filling it with nonsense. Good one, Holden. Our first question of the day is, according to y'all, what makes art bad? I think uh, bad art is one that lacks in meaning. And uh, if an artist like makes a piece of art and it doesn't have any meaning towards them or it doesn't express their emotions, I think it's kind of bad art as well as useless. I agree. I think bad art can also be just that it's painted bad, like a poor technique, but it can also lack emotion too. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to have like really good skill to be a good artist. Um, I think you can do like um, different techniques that may not be the most taxing, but I think as well, as long as you portray the meaning um, in the way that you want it to be like intended and you display it in a way that allows the viewer to like feel the proper emotions, um, then I think it's good art. I feel like if it's just visually appealing, it makes it good. So if it's not visually appealing, it's just bad. I think that everyone kind of has a different definition of what makes art good and what makes art bad. Um, so I think, um, you know, it's hard to say what universally makes art bad, um, but I think for most people it's either the, how it looks visually or the emotion behind it. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think that the meaning behind art is what makes it art. So bad art, good art, no matter what, it has a meaning behind it. That's what makes it art. But I think the most common distinction between good and bad art is made purely just from a visual aspect. Yeah, and I think that definition has kind of changed over time. Like, if we look at um, oil paintings kind of from before the modern art movement, you know, it's mainly just kind of landscapes and it kind of leans more heavily towards just pure aesthetics and whether it's visually appealing. But now, I think art is more determined on the ability of it to like portray new ideas. I mean, if you look at the fountain, um, you know, it's not necessarily visually appealing because I mean it's just a urinal, but I think it does a good job of uh, uh, displaying this meaning of like really making the viewer question like what exactly is art? Would you classify the fountain as bad art? I think it's good art because uh, even though it looks weird, I think it does a it. It brought to the world like a brand new perspective on what maybe art is, and I think that meaning is something that hasn't really been explored before. And I think it, you know, really made the viewer like deeply think and search their own emotions about it. I think that the beauty of the urinal is that it got so much attention because people, the artist called it art, but everyone else called it not art. So it created like this such uh, this debate between two sides where it not only brought such like kind of a, an odd object to the top of the art world, but it also kind of set standards in uh, just kind of like a perception of art uh, going forward. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think just, especially with the fountain, that it really made a difference just because of how much 
thought he had behind it, even though it wasn't visually appealing at all, it really had a deep meaning behind like the consumerism at the time. Yeah, I agree. I think it brings it back to that, um, you know, defining art as bad from two different um, areas of visual versus um, the emotion behind it. I feel like I feel like um, the fountain really didn't have that visual aspect, obviously, but the emotion behind it, um, it was definitely there, and the meaning and context was very strong, so I think it made it a better work of art. I do think typically now, though, at least in the contemporary area, the bad art is mostly characterized by, like, sort of like comedic drawings or like caricatures rather than just a simple thing with a meaning behind it. Yeah, I agree. I think that kind of makes it look like kind of cheap art, um, something you could get at, you know, like the convenience store, something that isn't as um, deeply thought out. I agree with that. I think that's a good segue into our next uh, uh, topic, which is what is kitsch art? And... Many people directly connect kitsch art to bad art, and Oxford Art Dictionary describes kitsch as art objects or design considered to be in poor taste because of excessive garishness or sentimentality, but sometimes appreciated in an ironic or knowing way. So when y'all think of like kitsch art, um, to me it comes up with like Jeff Koons and how like he made the Michael Jackson and Bubble statue, and we also went over um, him in APR history. So um, when you think of like kitsch art, and I think a common example of this would be like dogs playing poker, you know, not necessarily deepest meaning, but does that to y'all represent bad art? I think that art, at the end of the day, it's what it uh, what it means to the consumer, and obviously these types of artworks have a place. And I've I've seen the dog, uh, the dogs playing poker artwork in numerous stores and restaurants. I think it obviously has a place. It may not be held as high uh, value as other. Artworks, but I mean, art is art, and if people have a taste in that type of art, it shouldn't be uh, kind of looked down upon for what it is on the surface level. Yeah, I think it's bad art. It's typically it's actually pretty good art, like in the symbolic meaning. It's different from like hotel art, where they both appeal to the lowest common denominator. They both like look visually basic, but the kitsch art has a special meaning behind it in that it's, iron, it's ironic or it has like a comedic meaning behind it. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like the places that I've seen kitsch art are um, like my doctor's office or like places that like there needs to be like a fun light to it. Um, I feel like kitsch art is something fun that people can look at and maybe laugh at, um, kind of enjoy as opposed to something more serious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, it kind of serves a different purpose than, you know, maybe an art found in, like, a big museum or something. I mean, it, to me, it kind of goes back to movies. I mean, you know, there's a, definitely a difference between, like, a like Oscar bait art house film sort of thing and, you know, like watching an MCU movie. I mean, they're both technically the same medium, um, but I think they do diff serve different purposes, and you get different things out of them. Like, with kitsch art and... You know, watching like a Marvel movie, you know, you're not looking for something too deep. You're just looking maybe something entertainment-wise or appealing to you. And then if you look at maybe higher art or more complex movies, then you get something a little more in-depth from it. But I think that goes a little too far. I think kitsch art still can hold the same emotional value that uh, 
Picasso or like a Da Vinci could still hold, especially to some people? Personally, I think that kitsch art is just um, kind of like a baseline art. Like it provides comedic relief um, for some people. Because looking at the dog and poker picture, I think that it's just like to it is just created to create. It was just created to provide comedic relief, more as like a deep message of a Picasso painting or a Frida Kahlo painting or something like that. I think kitsch art, like necessarily, doesn't have to have such a deep meaning because an art as simple as this may may help someone uh, kind of emotionally because. Like if I see a dog, uh, a picture of a dog playing poker, I'll kind of look at it and laugh. And maybe a laugh is all I need rather than such a complex and deep painting that I have to stare at for a good hour and a half to actually uh, contemplate what's going on. So I think guitar has its place and doesn't necessarily have to be like a, a Picasso or a Da Vinci to have to still have value in the art world. Um, one of the so I like called kings of kitsch art is... Uh, uh, Kincaid, and he's known for making art that's very kitsch by definition. But um, you know, many people pan on it. But according to his website, at one point, uh, one in ten people in America had a painting from him, and he depicts these type of over-the-top uh, landscapes. And he says it has brings people a sense of uh, nostalgia or sentimentality. So, what do y'all think of? Maybe this hanging up in your room, even though it has, like, hanging up in your house, even though it has a high degree of, like, skill in, like, the painting. Like, I could never paint something as detailed as that. What do y'all think of people, the average consumer, like, really obviously liking this, but then critics panning it? I think that it, it really comforts me. Like, it's different than, like, a piece of high art, like, Los Demoiselles de Avignon. Like, that one isn't something that you would look at and immediately feel warmed by. But this one would be great to have in a home setting. I think that critics uh, usually they take they look too deeply into things, like especially sports critics. They look into players and a and athletes and kind of how they train, and they look too deeply into it. And I think at times this may apply to art, where like a painting like this hanging in my house, I would kind of just glance over it, but it kind of fills a space. Whereas if you uh, step into like a museum, when you walk past like a famous artwork, you kind of feel like a weight. Uh, resting on your shoulders of how influential it is or as having an artwork like this it's it's nice to have and it fills the space i agree i think that this artwork that we're looking at this beautiful landscape it reminds me a lot of a bob ross painting and that takes it to like the question of was bob ross like a good artist i think we all can agree that he had some very renowned artworks um and this this artwork that we're looking at resembles his a lot, so I wouldn't classify this as like a kitsch art, even though it is considered a kitsch art because of its unique, like distinct painting and um, yeah. Yeah, I agree that it does look a little bit like a Bob Ross, um, but I think it's so detailed that um, you can't really classify it as bad art because for a lot of people this is nostalgic and they really love it. Yeah, I mean, I think with the Bob Ross, I mean, he did a great job of, like, showing people how to paint. But, like, I think it's type of landscape-type paintings, you know, they can be still be considered high art because I think it kind of just show the way that people express their appreciation for nature. I mean, even though, like, Vincent Van Gogh did more, like, um, 
impressionist type landscapes and left more to the emotions and imagination of the viewer, I still think that other type of landscapes can maybe bring out some of the similar emotions while also depicting like a more realist depiction of the artwork. Yeah, specifically with like the Bob Ross and other artworks like that that people might call bad. I disagree because although it may not be as like technically challenging to create or innovative compared to like a Van Gogh or Picasso, it still can hold that same emotional weight for people like Bob or anybody else that looks at it. Yeah, I agree. I think that people who talk about Bob Ross and say that it's kitsch art or that it's not as good, um, I think it's purely because they, um, when they think of art, they think of it as a prestigious and um, more of a fancy thing, less of a um, warming and nice feeling to get from art. Which is another way that it's sort of relating to the lowest common denominator, which is something that Barbara specialized in. I think also kitsch art um, definitely fills in a good uh, like uh, niche in the art world as being like is being able to like kind of be ironic and make fun of more typical consumerist things like um, Jeff Koons like Pink Panther you know making fun of the movies at the time and you know the cartoon character and just the way we view entertainment and stuff so I think that kind of making fun of it. Um, definitely brings its own meaning that maybe can't be expressed through more like serious means. And this is just one thing to add. Kitsch art, and especially bad art in general, it isn't just painting. It can be sculptures, it can be videos, it can be photography. It's a really diverse form of media. All right, so moving on to our next topic, we have bad art restoration. So in y'all's opinion, what do you think makes an art restoration bad, or how can it make art from good to bad? I think whenever it doesn't remain faithful to the original one, it may be the restorer is trying to restore the original like meaning behind it, but isn't just focused on the purely physical, which is what I think it should be. I think that restoration can uh, sometimes get carried away and, uh, like Holden said, the appearance of the artwork, where it sometimes just it goes overboard and the artwork comes out looking nothing like the original, and the meaning the artist put into the initial artwork is kind of lost in the restoration, and it just loses value. I think um, art restore uh, art restoration experts, you know, they kind of have to walk like a fine line because. You know, they have to try and bring it back to its original meaning or what they believe to be the original meaning. But I think also part of it is you have to kind of put your ego aside. And you, although you may want to, like, make some changes or kind of make it a remix of the original, you know, you still have to try and be faithful. And even though you don't like it or think you could be improved, I think it's definitely difficult to still keep it as it was. Yeah, it's especially difficult for artworks that maybe have come before their time or the artist isn't truly able to communicate what their original intention was behind it, which can make a restoration go from good to bad or bad to good. Yeah, I think a restoration, especially on sculptures, is, um, it's just a little harder because of the technology, um, that especially when they're restoring artwork that was from hundreds of years ago. Um, the 
clay and all the materials that they had to make those sculptures um, is very different. Now we have better technology, and so it's probably tempting for artists to use better materials. I'm sure it's hard to restore with the true materials that they originally used in the original art. Do you think the restoration of artworks decreases the value? Because it's evident in vehicles that sometimes restoration, uh, the value goes down in the car because it's not original, even though there may have been uh, like a, a rips and tears in the fabric uh, in the interior, it may lose a value. Do you think artwork restoration increases or decreases the value? So I guess what you're asking me is, was the artist the value behind it, or was it truly just the creation? In which case, I would say that the artist would be the true value behind it, because they were the person that was able to create it. So I would say a restoration would devalue. I'd have to agree with Holden on this one, because I feel like if someone found like a long-lost uh, painting from Leonardo da Vinci, you know, I feel like it'd be worth a lot more to people if it was in its original form, even if it was really faded, than having someone try and touch it up and add their own um, effects to it. You know, it might mess it up, and you know, I, I just don't feel like it carries that same uh, connection and weight as it would if it was just left alone. Yeah, I agree. I know that personally, like if I was um, given the opportunity to buy, you know, an original Basquat or buy a restoration, um, I would obviously take the chance to buy the original Basquat, even if they looked identical, purely because of the history and the context behind the artist. So I was also wondering what y'all thought, y'all's thoughts and opinions may be on like uh, restoring artworks such as like uh, cave paintings or things like that. Um, you know, other historical uh, artworks that are well known. Um, include maybe like the Sistine Chapel. And, uh, you know, that came under a lot of controversy when it was restored in the 80s and 90s. So I was wondering if y'all had any thoughts upon like when you should restore art and then when you shouldn't restore art. I think we should not restore like the Lascaux cave paintings or the hollow bowls because it was so long ago that we no longer know the original meaning behind it or how it was created. I think in terms of historical importance, it's good to leave things, uh, you know, whether they're not in great condition. I think it's uh, it it leaves a value in the artwork rather than just changing it to maybe provide to consumers a better uh, visual uh, looking on the artwork. Yeah, I agree. I guess that when we're talking about like the Sistine Chapel, um, I thought of the Notre Dame fire that happened in 2019. Um, and obviously now they have to restore it. Um, they didn't really have a choice in that um, matter. Um, but I guess it kind of brings up the question of sometimes restoring it is needed um, just to keep up with the times. Um, the, fire did, the fire occurred because of something that they were meaning to restore, and they just never got around to it. Um, so I guess in that case, a restoration is needed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, there's definitely a necessity to... Uh restore art, especially if it's serving still like a functional uh, purpose, like the Sistine Chapel is still in use today, and same with uh, Notre Dame. So I definitely think in that case you should restore art. But it seems like that may be all the time we have for today, which we do want to leave you with this one question. Could an artwork be so bad that it is haunted? I'm not sure, quite sure, but maybe that's a topic for another day. Today's vocab word is banality, which means the fact or condition of being banal. Or unoriginal. This word also happens to be the name of one of Jeff Koons' most famous series of kitsch art. Alright everybody, that's all we got for today. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you next time.